Listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. It's a brand new episode of Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D., Cinema Geekly's Marvel podcast. It is Anthony and Aurora, and we are back to talk two more episodes of What If on Disney+. Plus. Aurora, I was wrong about something. Uh, so I'm like, hey, we're going to do this two-episode uh, two format, and it works really good because the episodes are short. And there's ten episodes, so it, it rounds off very easily. To, uh, you know, it'd be five episodes of this particular podcast. It turns out they it was ten episodes, but they scrapped an episode because of COVID. So there's only nine episodes in this season. <laughs> and next week's episode is the the season one finale of the show. So, yep. whoops. Uh, <laughs> whatever. You know what? When we were reviewing the Marvel shows, they had... Uh, 13 episode seasons on uh, Netflix. Mm-hmm. So it was always the same. We do two episodes yep. and then the finale would only be the, the one episode. So whatever, it's fine. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about what your favorite episode was. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So we're starting with season one, episode seven. What if Thor were an only child? So after defeating the frost giants, Odin discovers the abandoned infant Loki, but returns him to Laufey. Mm-hmm. Centuries later, Odin's only son, Thor, has become a boisterous, party-loving prince. While Odin sleeps and Frigga is away, Thor travels to Midgard to host a large party with aliens from across the galaxy. His arrival attracts the attention of Jane Foster and Darcy Lewis, who join the party. As Thor uh, and Foster grow close, Acting S.H.I.E.L.D. director Maria Hill summons Carol Danvers to end the destruction caused by Thor's antics. Danvers is unable to defeat Thor without exerting her full power, so Lewis and Hill suggest she take the fight to a less populated area, while Foster contacts Frigga with the help of uh, Heimdall. So, Maria readies a nuclear strike uh, just in case, you know, just in case Captain Marvel and uh, can't stop Thor, I guess. And they begin to battle. But Frigga contacts them and says that she is coming. Thor and the party goers then clean up the mess before she arrives. Later, Thor asks Foster out on a date, but is interrupted by an army of drones led by Ultron, who is in Vision's body and possesses all six Infinity Stones. Mm-hmm. What did you think of episode seven, Aurora? Okay. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to be 100% honest and say that I did not like this episode. Hey, vindication, everybody. Everybody who knows me, I hope you're listening to this right now. Because uh, I've loved every episode of this show. Mm-hmm. And then this one came on and I'm like, I did not care for this episode. Oh, really? At oh, all. Yes. No, not at all. I did not like this episode. Ugh. I mean, go ahead and talk about it. There was some stuff in there yep. that I thought was funny. But Mm -hmm. in general, I felt annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) I was watching it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really like Darcy. I mean, who? Oh, she was awesome as always. She's great. She got married to Howard the Duck. Like, (laughs) amazing. Yeah, but fuck that duck, right? (laughs) I hate that Um, duck. Yeah, but I the main thing that I did not like about this episode. I mean, I understand Thor being like party boy and whatever but mm-hmm. i did not like how they portrayed captain marvel in mm-hmm. this episode because i i i'm still unsure as to why they called her <laughs> yes <laughs> this was my because biggest complaint in the episode i could see them calling her when ultron comes in yes but like thor just partying like nobody died they were just like desecrating <laughs> Thank like you they were just like desecrating like uh like i don't know historical places yeah <laughs> which you know that sucks but it's not like they were like ca- killing people right i think that maybe like the army could have taken care of it i don't know <laughs> yeah i don't know why they call captain marvel and then you know she comes in and they're all like especially thor they're tweeting like thor said a lot of like sexist comments to her like he kept saying like oh you should smile more and like mm-hmm. making comments like that that it was like i don't know are they doing this on purpose or like, i don't yeah, i was I'm, so confused i mean yes they absolutely were because this is thor prior to the first thor movie where he was mm-hmm. vain and arrogant and kind of a dick and yeah. Odin stripped all of his powers away and he had to earn them back. And right. like, you know, he did. He went on that journey in the first Thor movie. Mm-hmm. But this is a movie where obviously none of that ever happened. Like the idea is that like Loki was never there to sort of like start forcing Thor down that path. Because Loki was obviously the more problematic child of the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and without Loki there to temper Thor's progression, he just went into full-blown bro. Right. Uh, he was bro Thor. He was <laughs> bro, bro, bro. I don't know. Throw. Um, yeah. <laughs> he yeah. was throw. Uh, but um, I mean, to some degree, I can understand because like they couldn't call the army. And like if Thor doesn't want to stop partying, who's going to make him stop? Right. I guess because yes. he's the God of Thunder or whatever. But also at the same time, uh, I guess this is why I didn't like it in general. So clearly, obviously, this is an animated television show. Right. But not until now did it feel like a cartoon to me. Uh, Like it felt way too wacky of a premise like, you know, Thor's a party animal and he won't stop partying. So we're going to I mean, and they leaned into it. Right. Like when Captain Marvel and Thor were fighting, like they were like when they're fighting high up in the air, you could see like the names of the countries like you're watching an old Warner Brothers right. cartoon. Yeah, that, that confused me, too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At first, I thought they were like very clever, uh, like location title cards like they do these sometimes 
in Marvel movies where they're like, here's where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, that was done in a very cartoony manner. I think it was an homage to that sort of thing. I don't know the whole premise and like the whole resolution was like, you know, we're going to call his mom and he's like, Oh no guys, my mom's coming home. We got to clean up the house. Uh, you know, that sort of thing. And, uh, I just, I don't like that version of Thor. I didn't like the story. Like the best part about this was the ending, which instead of being, um, you know, like, Oh no, it's zombie Thanos or, Oh no, Ego comes to get like down on his luck Peter Quill who might actually accept and embrace his powers uh-huh. like these dark sort of what if cliffhangers. This was actually and as it turns out was a lead in to the next episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh and not just I was so glad. I was so glad because mm-hmm. I saw that happen at the end and I was like, "Wait, that did I did I miss something? Did yes. I did I not know something?" Yes. Well, cuz this felt very random. And like out of the blue, like the other things made sense, right? Like the Marvel zombies took place during the time of Infinity War. So zombie Thanos made sense. Uh, You know, like the uh, the ego, the living planet thing that made sense because they're dealing with Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. um, And Peter Quill was never taken to become Star-Lord, like all of those things that made sense. This felt as out of the blue as everything else in this episode. But uh, it was uh, otherwise, um, it was also, a thoroughly it, unenjoyable episode for, for is me. Is he supposed to, uh, um, is it Heimdall? Heimdall, Heimdall <laughs> yes. Yes. Isn't he supposed to see everything? Like, what happened? Yeah, Heimdall <laughs> feels like he's supposed to be, like, Heim. okay, so if you look at it like this, like, Odin's going off to work, right? Uh, right. he's going on a, he's going on a work trip. Frigga is going on a girl's trip vacation. They're going to like on a spy mm-hmm. day, spa day or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they've hired a babysitter for their child Thor. But it's like one of those babysitters who just doesn't give a shit. Like they're just, <laughs> they sit on their phone the whole time. They're not really watching your kid. <laughs> I feel like that's what Heimdall's really doing. Somebody should yell at Heimdall as well. <laughs> Like, dude, I agree. You had one job, and it's and yes. it's the only thing you do, which is yep. seeing everything. Yep, yep. And I also th- let me tell you that I also hate hated that at the end, Captain Marvel helped tour. Yeah, like she brought like a like podcast and like <laughs> NPR artic- articles for him to like learn about Earth. And I was like, why yes. are you helping him? He was a jerk to you the I, whole time. I do, I do, I did laugh at the end when Thor is trying to be like, uh, when Frigga shows up, he's like, this was an, an educational trip mm-hmm. for me and all of my friends. He's like, did you know that Earth is the inventor or like Midgard is the inventor of the Snuggie? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It made me chuckle. I liked it. Uh, any final thoughts on episode seven and uh, what would you give it? Uh, oh, my only final thought is I, I thought I would not... I, I thought I would like all the episodes in this show, and mm-hmm. I'm surprised that I didn't like one. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to give this a 2.5. Ooh, me too. Yeah, I didn't like, didn't like it. <sighs> well, you know what they made up for it with episode eight? They did. What if Ultron won? And boy, it's a good thing he lost in that movie. Because mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't seem good. Ultron, having taken the Mind Stone and Vision's vibranium body, has defeated the Avengers and launched a global nuclear holocaust, killing most of humanity. Thanos then appears on Earth to complete his Infinity Gauntlet, 
but Ultron bisects him almost instantaneously, obtaining the rest okay. of the Infinity Stones for himself. And he uses the stones to create a massive drone army with which he wipes out almost all life in his universe. Ultron then hears the Watcher's narration, discovers the existence of the multiverse, and attacks the Watcher in his multiversal observatory. Meanwhile, on Earth, Clint Barton and Natasha Romanoff, survivors of Ultron's universe, find a copy of Arnim Zola's consciousness in Siberia. They lure some drones there to help... Uh, well, eventually, they lure the drones there so they can upload Zola's consciousness into one of them to eventually have him destroy Ultron's hive mind. But this attempt fails because Ultron has left their universe. Barton ultimately sacrifices himself to allow Romanoff and Zola to escape the other drones. Meanwhile, Ultron is battling the Watcher across various universes. Losing, the Watcher eventually flees to Strange Supreme's collapsed universe to ask him for help. Ultron assumes control of the Watcher's observatory and proclaims himself invincible. Mm-hmm. Thoughts, Aurora? This was amazing. This episode was great. This was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I would talk all day about just the visuals in this episode. So many great visuals. So many. My, the one that sticks out to me the most is like Ultron, like eating a galaxy. Oh, holy cow. Like Galactus. Yes. Yes. It was amazing and so <laughs> scary to watch. I was like, that looks insane. Right. Um, and when he was fighting the Watcher, um, every punch would transport them to a different alternate universe. Mm-hmm. That was so cool to watch too. I, I, I would talk about the visuals all day. It was amazing. But my favorite thing about this episode is the fact that we've been seeing the Watcher be like this like background figure that is just basically watching. And finally, in this episode, something happens that threatens him. Yes. Which I, I, I kind of like that we've been having fun with it. And then now it got serious at mm-hmm. the end. Yeah, I really like that. No, absolutely. Uh, for me, my favorite visual was um, the Hawkeye self-sacrifice. Mm-hmm. They did this amazing wide shot of him like... You know, as it, like it mirrors um, the the end game shot where Nat sacrifices herself. Yep. But yep. Hawkeye turns around to like fire an explosive arrow into the into all of the drones mm-hmm. or whatever. But they do this wide shot that just looks like I would Aurora. I would hang that on my wall. It that was yep. it was a gorgeous shot. But there was a lot yep. of those in this. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Ultron Watcher fight was like something out of an anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> they were fighting through multiple dimensions. It was crazy, including one where Steve Rogers was taking oath of office. <laughs> I want to live in yes. that universe. <laughs> or maybe just a universe where Chris Evans is president. I don't know. Yeah. One of those. <laughs> but yep, uh, that was that was amazing can we talk about mm -hmm. how easy it was to kill thanos (laughs) yeah thanos just thanos just (laughs) portal in via the space stone and ultron took one look at he goes hmm interesting and then just 
and <laughs> literally cuts him in half. And Thanos yeah. just like flops on the ground. <laughs> and then he lasers off the infinity stones and he's like, Ooh, this will, this will be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. He yeah. wiped the floor with Thanos. Uh, yeah, when I saw quick. Thanos arrive, I was like, oh, this is going to be a great fight. And then it ended in one second. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, uh, if you catch him off guard, you know, I don't think Thanos was <laughs> expecting that. So I don't think he was. No, <laughs> no. Uh, I didn't even know that was a thing that could happen. But yeah, he just yeah. he wasted him real fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that that Watcher Ultron fight was a thing to behold. The like punching through the observable like the observatory thing uh just uh, there's so many things um i don't know if uh in guardians of the galaxy volume two there's a post-credit scene where there are watchers as well but there's like more than one i don't know how big Mm. this observatory is we've only ever seen this one watcher i presume there are more of them though um, but right. the universe is a big place and the multiverse is an even bigger one. So it's possible that Thanos does, or not Thanos, but Ultron, it's possible he doesn't have control of like all of it, but maybe he doesn't need to, maybe he only needs to like be where he is in order to see everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, I honestly, there's so much in this. I don't even know. Well, I, do you, I, <laughs> I don't even I'm know what to say. I'm assuming that the ending is a setup for the Doctor Strange movie, right? Uh, well, what they, I, I, for sure I know what they're going to do for the last episode, because it's been in some of the trailers already, is mm. that they're going to do like a Guardians of the Multiverse sort of thing, where the Watcher and Strange Supreme are going to go around and gather some of the other characters that we've seen from the other episodes. Captain Carter, T'Challa's Star-Lord, probably Party Thor, who's hopefully grown up a little bit since the episode that we saw him in. Um, but I imagine uh, a good portion of those characters will probably appear in the next set. Cause they've got to defeat Ultron. So uh, I don't think that's going to lead into the doctor. Strange. I think the doctor strange movie is going to be about something else, but it's hard yeah. to say right now. I, I don't, yeah. I don't know how self-contained, this is going to be or how not self-contained because there is obviously there is that talk that captain Carter could have could appear in person in the doctor strange movie. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. you know, uh, we, Do you we think that we they're going to, they're going to bring some of the zombie Avengers. To help? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh, like, Oh, zombie Wanda. Yes. We got to involve yes. more Wanda for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and okay. Any final thoughts on episode eight? Um, no, I mean, I agree with you. It was, it's so many things happened. It was so amazing that it's like, I'm out of, I don't know what this is. Yes. I gave it a five. I gave it a five. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. It was Mm -hmm. so good. And it was, it felt really good to have this episode after the last one because (laughs) (laughs) the last one I was so disappointed. And then this one came in and I was like, okay, I'm back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm invested again. Here for it. (laughs) Yes. Um, Okay, uh, we don't have an episode title for episode nine, so yeah, it is what it is. Uh, but you know how it is, everybody. Uh, that's the podcast for this week. Head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. 
And of course, this is a listener-supported podcast. Thank you very much for supporting. There are two different ways you can do it. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash cinemageekly. And of course, there's also the merch store, geeklymerch.com. And remember, if you want to send us any sort of uh, imagery of the stuff that you have have got, uh, I will make sure to send you um, a discount code. If you want to support in the future, you can shave a little bit of money off uh, just as a thank you for like the crazy amount of support people have already shown. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been crazy and weird, but thank you so much. Uh, links for those things are in the show notes. Uh, this podcast can also be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D., hit subscribe. That way you can come back next time to hear us talk about the season one finale of What If on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm.